this morning already of giving praise and thanksgiving and worship to the Lord. Amen. Uh, I'm going to let you be seated for just a second, maybe two. Uh, but it is, uh, I want to mention our veterans today, how thankful we are for all of our veterans. Uh, if they would stand, I would appreciate that so we can see who they all are. All of our veterans. All righty. Amen. Amen. So you veterans are in for a special treat today. Uh, my brother, brother is with me, and uh, he's going to be preaching to us this morning, and uh, he served in Vietnam, and so I know some of you were there uh, for that also, and uh, he's since then, he, well, that's when he served in the U.S. Army, just for two years, <laughs> he got drafted. Uh, but he also, after that, after he came back, uh, did his own thing for a little while, but then uh, finally realized it was time to turn back to the Lord. And uh, he, we went through Bible school one year apart. So he graduated and spent one year one other place. And I'm pretty sure it's almost 40 years now, isn't it, when you went to Stittsville? He went to Stittsville, uh, Ontario, Canada, for, um, to start a church. He had a church building and one member. One member. And uh, so he is pastor there. He recently retired from that, but the church is running uh, over 400. How many? A little over 200. So uh, it's possible. It's possible. Amen. Amen. And, uh, thankful that Jessica's not going to have to start out with just one person. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so... Uh, He's, you, you'll be able to tell, but he's a little older than I am. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, the twins were good buddies, and they were 10 years older than me, and so they had a great bond between them. Kind of left me and him out, so we had to stick together. <laughs> and so we're thankful. Uh, he's helped us in numerous times uh, down through life, been there for us, and uh, he was there, especially one summer, uh, for your pastor, uh, Pastor AJ. He was... Uh, went, spent one summer with him and uh, while he was spending the summer every morning he would be greeted by <laughs> wake up God don't like lazy, lazy preacher, preachers 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 hmm got pictures on my mind <laughs> I, actually I thought of a picture and uh, when he was up there and uh, I'm thankful that uh, uh, your pastor was able to have that experience going out into another church and, and working with them and, and being with them and uh, he, he's the one you tell a story he tells a story about sometimes <laughs> and uh, so we're thankful to have him and his uh, great wife Beverly and uh, they have been married 57 57 years today so this is their anniversary uh, amen thank you Jesus that's a long time <laughs> I don't know if she would testify or not, but I'm going to leave that to him so I don't get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> she looks small and not too fierce, but she can be fierce. <laughs> but, well, they had already gotten married and uh, had a home, and so I'd go visit them on Wednesday nights, and my Aunt Bev always made sure the kind of candy I liked was there. And uh, so she was always looking out for us in those little ways, and we appreciate her 
and her standing behind uh, her husband. Uh, it's very difficult if you don't have people behind you and supporting you. And so uh, we're th- so thankful to have them today. Come on up, Brother brother Alonzo. And... Uh, <laughs> he also served uh, numerous offices in Ontario, uh, Canada, but uh, probably the highest one was the District Superintendent of Ontario District. And so... Uh, we're thankful for all the time he's put in there, and he's he's kind of retired now, but he's still traveling. <laughs> he has seen the eight wonders of the world. He traveled to see seven of them. I was the eighth one when he came to see me. <laughs> Here he is. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it is good to be here. The last time I was here, the church didn't look like this. Amen. It's beautiful. Yeah, great job. Amen. And uh, the only thing is better looking is all the saints out there, right? Praise God. And uh, it's just good to be with family, you know, my brother Wayne and sister, sister in the Lord, his wife Lynn and Tiffy and John Wayne and Kyle and and then your pastor, of course, he's gone right uh, today, but Pastor A.J. and Sister Kathy and Jasmine and Julie and uh, who's this guy down here? Ashton? <laughs> Amen. But uh, it's so good to get together with family, but, you know, in the family of God. The great feeling of warm worship in this place and a appreciate the worship team and all the response and the worship that just that's that's what a church needs because when a visitor walks in or someone that doesn't know God they automatically start feeling the presence of God they know there's something here praise the Lord praise the Lord amen and uh yes I guess it was about 50 years ago that I was in service or going to get out before too long. I still remember name, rank, and serial number. <laughs> Sergeant Alonzo Dummett, US 518-79711. Never forgot it. 50 years ago. You said it so much. Amen. Because I got one of those letters said, uh, your friends and neighbors have invited you to come. <laughs> Amen. But... I thank God for all of you veterans and families that have served. Amen. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's great to respect and honor those that have served in the forces, whether it's the Army, the Navy, Marines, you know, whatever. But just I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, for those that served. We, the United States is a great country. And it's because men and women have been, you know, called and served. Amen. Well, I'm in the Lord's Army now. Hallelujah. And uh, we fight some battles in the Lord's Army too, don't we? But we should get to the Word because, you know, I got about an hour sermon here. So we probably better get started, right? Just kidding. 
if you want to turn in your Bible, if you want to stand, and uh, that's really so I know that you're awake when I start, so if you go to sleep, it'll be my fault, okay? But in uh, Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 35 through 43, it says, let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. And you yourselves like unto men that wait for the Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, that may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants. And this know that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh an hour you think not. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise servant, whom the Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Amen. So I want to talk about being ready. Amen. The Lord is going to come back for His church. There's no doubt about it, He's coming back. And some say, well, I've heard that a long time ago. That just means that it's closer now than ever before. Hallelujah. And we are to be watch. We are to be watching and we are to be ready. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just pray for a second and ask God to bless His anointed word to our hearts. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, Lord. God, we just ask you, Lord, your anointed word, Lord, that would go forth where you send it today to our hearts, Lord. And we just thank you for the privilege of speaking your word. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Shake hands with your neighbor and say, be ready, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you need to ask yourself, are you ready? Are you ready? If this would be the day that the Lord would come, are you ready? Amen. Are you ready to go when that trumpet sounds? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we need to be watchful. We need to be ready at all times. You know, every year, just you know, not too long ago, was hurricane season. And I think, uh, was it Doran or was the last one? It was supposed to be one of the worst of all times. Of course, it didn't quite be as bad as it was. But did you ever notice about the hurricanes? Uh, they, you start hearing about them about 14 days out. There's a seems like there's a hurricane forming. And at 10 days, you start hearing more about it and the possible track of the hurricane. And, and as each day passes, you know, you start getting more and more accurate information and where it's going to hit land, and then within a week or so information, you know, where it's bearing down on, and, and people really get 
really get uh, excited or maybe they start worrying, but they, they start going to the stores and trying to buy water, which is probably already sold out of it, you know, and they, they start boarding up their homes and, and all these things. And then, you know, within two or three days, they really pay careful attention to the hurricane and where it's going to hit. And, you know, and uh, do we stay, whatever, you know, they really get anxious about what's going on. And then what I always like, you know, that the news guy goes out there when it first starts and starts advertising, and he, and he gets his jaws flapping because the wind's blowing, you know. <laughs> Every one of them do that. I saw one time, you know, the fake news, the guy was standing showing you how deep the water was. And he didn't know, though, that the, that the camera stayed on. And where it looked like he was up to his waist in water, he was just really just barely over the top of his boots, <laughs> walked out of it. So I don't know. You know, you know fake news, right? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we went from, I don't want to get off topic, but you know, in my days, going back, Walter Cronkite was the most trustworthy, admired man in the U.S., a news anchor. You couldn't believe that today, could you? <laughs> Things have changed. But anyway, praise the Lord. So just as you make preparations for arrival of a hurricane that you know is going to happen, we need to make preparations and be ready for whenever the Lord returns. Because He is going to return. The difference is we don't know when. Now, really we do, though. I can prove by Scripture I know the exact hour the Lord is coming. Oh, it got quiet. Well, it says it right in verse 40, the hour you think not. Okay. That's the hour he's coming. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you got to be ready all the time, right? And uh, verse 35, let your loins be girded and your lights burning. In other words, be ready. And uh, that's, that's, that's sort of the theme throughout the Bible. You know, you, you have to be ready. Whenever the Lord returns, you can't be getting ready. You have to be ready. And if you go back and look into Exodus 12, 11, it talks about being dressed, have your shoes on, have your staff in your hand. This is the time of what we talk about as a Passover. You know, they would get a land, keep it up for three days, make sure it doesn't have any blemish. Then you're supposed to uh, kill the lamb, put the blood, you know, on the doorpost, and this is where we get the Passover, which the Lord turned into the Lord's Supper, but this is a Passover, and so they had to be ready whenever this was going to take place. They couldn't get ready. They had to have the lamb inside, amen? They had to have the blood on the house, and they had to be dressed ready to go, and this is what happened, and so it's the same thing now. We've got to have the lamb on the inside, we got to have the blood applied. we got to be ready to go. Amen. You can't be getting ready. You have to be ready. And so for us, you know, now it's the Lamb. We have Jesus through the Holy Ghost. We have repentance. We have the Holy Ghost. The blood's applied to our life. Our sins are, are gone. Amen. They are already judged. We don't, they're not going to follow us up to judgment. They're already gone. Praise the Lord. And so... We need to see that it's being ready, being ready. And 
there's a lot of scriptures about being ready and a lot of examples. And I think because there's a tendency to always start just taking it easy. Life happens. Life goes on. Things, things happen. And then all at once, you're going to be lulled to going to sleep about the coming of the Lord. And you can let, you know, we'll talk about it later, but you can lose all your oil. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Amen. I had a couple older brothers, and my brother Wayne talked about they found out that you couldn't run cars when it didn't have any oil. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so when you look at this passage back in Luke, it says, you know, in 35 about being ready. In verse 36, let you yourself like men that wait for the Lord when he returned from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, that may open unto him immediately. And so it's just, you know, it's using a wedding, but it's talking about being ready. And verse 37 talks about blessed are those servants if you're going to be ready. If you're not, you're probably not going to be too blessed. Uh, like verse 38 She'll come in, if he comes in a second watch or comes in a third watch and find them so doing, blessed are those servants. This is according to the, the way that the Jews' clock was. You know, they had a day with 12 hours. And some people wonder about whenever Jesus remarked about 12 hours in a day, that's because of the Jewish clock. It was six to six, but then they had first watch, second watch, third watch, and fourth watch for the the other 12 hours, that's how they, they reckon it. So he's saying if it's a second watch or the third watch, he's talking about in the middle of the night if he would come. And verse 39 says, This know that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, you know, if, if you knew that a thief was coming to your house tonight, you'd get ready for him, wouldn't you? <laughs> you you'd be sitting there with your 12-gauge pump shotgun, right? <laughs> or your automatic 30-06 or whatever, you know, you would make sure that you were going to be ready if that thief was going to come into your house. And so what he's saying, if you can understand that natural mindset of being ready because you know a thief's coming, you'd prepare to take care of that situation, it means you need to have a mindset spiritually to be ready for the Lord's going to come. When you don't know it, like a thief, you don't know when he's coming, but you know that he's coming. We know that Jesus is coming, so the mindset, i got to be ready all the time. Amen. I can't be getting ready. Hallelujah. And, of course, verse 40 is that the hour you think not. I thought of several times about advertising real big and saying, I can tell you exactly when the Lord's come. Come to church this Sunday, and I will give you the exact time, the exact hour that the Lord is coming. Of course, after I told them, they probably wouldn't stay and probably would be mad, right? So I've never done it. <laughs> Amen. And so, verse uh, 41 then goes on and says, Then Peter said, And the Lord speakest thou as a parable unto us or even to all. So it really is for everybody. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise servant whom the Lord shall make ruler over his household? He talks about giving meat and do He's talking about giving a blessing. Amen. And so, Verse 43, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. You're going to be blessed if you're going to be ready, that's for sure. Be ready. Be watching. Uh, Jesus taught them not to live for earthly treasures. Not to be caught up in the affairs of this world. I tell people, 
even though I'm living in Canada, been there many years, I follow the U.S. politics pretty close. If I was not in the church and didn't have the Holy Ghost, I think I'd be politically radicalized. <laughs> I won't tell you what I'd be doing, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it would be easy to get caught up in a lot of those things. But because of knowing that in the big scheme of events, God's got it all under control. He's got it all under control. So I'm not going to get myself all out of sorts about things and, you know, and, and spend my time and energy that way. i got to spend my time and energy at getting people ready to leave this place. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm, I, we can't get distracted by the affairs of this world. We, we can't serve two masters. You've got to seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all the things that you need will be added unto you. Praise the Lord. Amen. we we just got to follow Jesus. We've got to follow truth. We've got to love one another. Amen. You've got to love Jesus with all your heart, your soul, your mind. You've got to love your neighbor as yourself. And don't be like the guy who said, who is my neighbor? <laughs> We're all neighbors. Right? Hallelujah. It doesn't make any difference. Praise the Lord. Just let me say this. I'm, I'm glad to see that we've got a multicultural church. Our church back in Stittsville, we have like 30 different languages and nationalities. Very multicultural. You know, it's evolutionaries that messed up and got started in racism. Because there's only one race. One race. That's biblical, one race. But evolution said there's four different races. Study it out sometime. That's, that's where your racism really got its start. I won't take time to go into all of that. But that's where it's for. It's the world that got all the racism going. And sometimes some folks in the church bought into it, but that's not from God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Should make you love everybody. <laughs> right? Amen. And so, be ready. Be watching. And at the time that Jesus was telling this portion of scriptures and other scriptures and telling them to be ready, his disciples really did not completely understand. Even though they spent three, three and a half years with him, a lot of things they did not understand. They didn't have water baptism down. They didn't have, you know, like Calvary down. They didn't have the Holy Ghost down, been, been born again, returning, the oneness of God. They really did not have all of that down like they should have. And uh, that's because, you know, like Jesus told him, he said in John 14 and 20, he said, at that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, when they were walking around, they didn't really quite understand that. Amen. Amen. But when you get the Holy Spirit, you get the Holy Ghost inside you, you understand that God is a spirit, and God is one. You can understand how that God was in Jesus, all the fullness of God had in Him bodily. And then when you get the Holy Ghost, you get Him inside you. Hallelujah. You can understand how it all works. Because you're not thinking with the natural mind, you're thinking with the spiritual mind. 
And at that day, on the day of Pentecost, we started understanding. Peter even preached stuff he didn't even believe on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> at that time. Because he still had some prejudice he had to deal with. Amen. Praise the Lord. But God is so good to give us this understanding because now we understand that because at that day it got all taken care of whenever we received the Holy Ghost. Amen. And after Jesus went to the cross and resurrected and ascended into heaven and returned in the Spirit and filled us all with the Holy Ghost, our understanding, our illumination, our understanding began, our revelation. Things that Jesus said made a whole lot more sense then. Hallelujah. But you know, since we've had that day, right? We've had that experience that you have. And if you're a visitor or you're a guest and you've not yet received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, now could be your day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, when you had that experience, been born again biblically, got the Acts 2.38 experience, and Jesus is commanding us all to be ready for His return, to be watching, to be waiting, stay dressed with righteousness and holiness. Amen. Keeping your oil topped up. Amen. You got you to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I preached a message a long time. We had this one guy in our church. He kept running out of gas every place he went. He was the inspiration for a message I preached that a full tank never runs out of gas. So I, I use that for him, but that's for us on the Holy Ghost. We need to keep full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're never going to run out of it if you keep it full. Amen. If you keep coming to church, you keep praising the Lord, you keep reading the Bible, amen, you keep doing what you should do, you won't run out. Hallelujah. And I don't want to run out of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. And so you got you to be ready. That's like Matthew 25 that talks about the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins, you know, that both of them started out with oil. Oil is always the type of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so when the bridegroom kind of tarried, then five foolish, they let their oil run out. It was too late. In verse 12, when they wanted to do something about it, but he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, he don't really know you the way you want to be known to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so without the oil, God doesn't really know us as one of his. Without the oil, the Spirit, we're not His. That's what He says. That's what He tells us. Amen. But He says, if that same Spirit that dwelled in Him, dwelled in you, shall quicken your mortal body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, years ago, I used to play a game called Kick the Can. Anybody here play Kick the Can? Okay. Good. I asked them uh, back in Stittsville one time if they ever played the game Kick of the Can. They looked at me real funny. So I guess it's a south of the border game. But hide and seek, they all know hide and seek. You know, and you go count and all that kind of stuff. And then you say, here I come, ready or not, right? <laughs> That's the Lord. <laughs> here I come, ready or not. There will be a time. And only He knows. Even Jesus the man did not know. He said, but my Father, which is in heaven, which was also in Him. Amen. So, when we understand that, that there is a time coming, I don't know when it is, 
Matter of fact, if it was me, I would have come a few years ago, many years ago, before it got as bad as it is now. Amen. Praise the Lord. But God, in His wisdom, mercy, grace, He knows when's the right time. He will come when it's right. But He lets us know that it is going to be soon. There's some things that have happened through world events and alignment of nations and, and Israel and different things that are going on that we can know the season is here, but we certainly don't know the time. Amen. But we need to be ready because it doesn't make any difference when he comes. With well, a second watch, third watch, early morning, late afternoon, all I want to do is be ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you're not going to be able to get ready whenever it comes. And you say, well, the Bible says, you know, you don't even guarantee you get to stay around here to the rapture. I'd like to wait to the rapture. I don't have a desire to die before then. <laughs> Hallelujah. But after death, the Bible says judgment. Hallelujah. But I want to take care of that sin question now. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus Christ did it for me. So I could take care of that now and be able to stand before a holy God. Hallelujah. Covered by his blood, the robe of righteousness on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when he comes here, I come ready or not, I'm ready at all times. King Agrippa, a person in the book of Acts, heard the message. And he kind of trembled and everything. He said, almost, Paul, you persuade me. Paul said, I wish altogether you were persuaded. So I'm hoping this morning, if some of you are not ready, have never been ready, or have been ready and losing a little bit of oil, I'm saying, now's the day of salvation. Now's the time to make sure you're ready to go. Make your calling and election sure. We used to hear a lot more preaching about the coming of the Lord. But sometimes over time, it kind of winds down. But I'm here just to sound out a nice, gentle reminder. <laughs> you don't want to miss the rapture. As one person says, and if you die before, there's no change in positions once you're in the dirt. <laughs> Wherever the tree lieth, that's where it's going to be. Hallelujah. So, we're going to ask the worship team, I guess, to come back up. And you that... Don't feel that you're quite ready, or even if you feel you are ready, or you've never even thought about getting ready, why don't we all meet at the altar and all get on the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. Let's be ready to meet Him. If the bridegroom comes and He calls, are you ready to answer that call? There was a song years ago when we first come into church that they used to sing a lot. What if this was the day that Jesus was to come and I was one day too late? You can't get ready whenever it's all over. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to ask you to come down to the altar. Talk to the Lord. Worship Him. Praise Him. If, you, if you're ready, just thank God I'm ready. If you don't feel you are ready, then pray and others will pray with you. If you've never made your start and you need some information, you need some understanding, people will teach you the Bible study. People will talk to you. People will help you. That's what the church is here for. 
Never to condemn anybody, but to convince people to be ready. We're not condemning anybody that might not be ready. We're trying to convince you like Jesus did the woman at the well. Go and sin no more. Get ready. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you in the Lord's name. Hallelujah.